the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 6 to 10 a.m. And then it gets all super national until tomorrow at about this time. So soak it all in. Learn to love it. We have back in the studio right now, normally through the glass. I don't even get to see him on video today for reasons that neither of us understand. There's a guy who has returned to his job despite a lot of the office pool. A lot of people didn't think it was going to happen. His name is Billy Thorpe. Billy, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Yeah, there, there was that moment. You wake up and you're like, how Where attached to food and uh, heat am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think if I calculate all the days over the last three weeks, you've been on the job Half a day or something. Yeah. It feels like you've been, you've been gone I a think ton. I think, I think and that's I from a guy out. who's gone a ton. Yeah, I think I figured this thing out right. In fact, um, just so uh, you know, um, I've got more days coming up next week. <laughs> no way. Yes. I don't. Again, last year I took almost zero time off the entire week. So I got to the end of the year and they said, you got to start using these days. I mean, I, I think we've talked about it. I still have a bank of almost 40 hours that I can still use. And what are they gonna? So, how much time know. are you gone next week? Um, I'm gone Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week. Yeah, and I might actually end up taking. It. Yeah, I might end up taking the following Monday as well because there may be something I want to do there. So we'll see. What? This is unconscionable. I know, I, I know, but I've got free time, and I need to use it. Otherwise, they take it from me. So that's kind of the thing. I, I don't yeah. like where this is going because it <laughs> creates um, a disturbance yeah. in the force. It also makes it very difficult to develop any sort of predictability <laughs> or rhythm. And for the listeners, of yes. course, they're like, wait a minute. When when Billy's not there, there is no Thorpe report. There yeah. is no you choose the news. Yeah, and that sucks, and I'm sorry about that. I would pre-record it, but no, not doing that. It's Apologize. just you might be able to pre-record the Thorpe report. You yeah. couldn't really. We could, I guess. Yeah, I could. Do, I mean, YouTube. a little bit of you choose the news. I mean, I've got stuff. I mean, I'm pulling stuff from. Oh, you have no idea. I have weeks. No, I have no idea. I have Nobody weeks does. of stuff um, because you choose the news. Because while I'm here, uh, not here, I, it doesn't mean that I don't do anything. Uh, just like the last two days that I was off, um, I pulled two full-time shifts at Westwood One, uh, both days. So, and oddly enough. Um, you know, you teased me earlier. Oh, thanks for getting up and, and listening to the show and stuff. Well, uh, strangely <laughs> enough, I know I well, wasn't when, listening. Yeah. Just so, just so, just so listeners <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, I'm like, hey, Billy, what, the same thing we normally do. What do yeah. you like today? All this other stuff. He's like, um, what did you guys talk about the last couple of days? And I go, <laughs> yeah. well, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and because I was on the air. And so as you were going on the air at six, I was going on the air as oh, well. So you were competing against us. Um, not in market. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not in market. And that's why I'm okay with it. That's why Westwood won a hires uh, Denver Jocks is we don't have any Denver affiliates. And that's the reason is so that we don't compete with anything local. Oh, yeah. So well, that's why. So yeah, I was you up dodged though. the bullet. Yeah, I know. I was, but as you were up doing show prep, I was up doing show prep. Yeah. I was up there and yeah. So it, it's different by the way, Kelly, the big man filled yeah. in for you yesterday. So kind. so kind. And before him on Monday, it was James. Um, we're still trying oh, to nice. get James out of his shell. Yeah. Um, you know, the, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, He's very the, reserved. <laughs> there's real potential for banter there, but it comes out in one or two word answers. Yeah, yeah. There are times <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's, come on, buddy. Yeah. Keep coming. Keep coming. <laughs> exactly. 
It is. And it makes sense that, you know, the thing is, and, and when you learn that he is such a big fan of, like, Greco-Roman wrestling, and that's what he did and his son did, it makes total sense because that's how he approaches the conversation. It is, you know, it's it's not this long, drawn-out, it's it's a grapple, it's a toss, it's a pin, we're done. And I appreciate that at times. Peace but, out, losers. Yeah, exactly. It's like, one, um, two, three, done, we're gone, yeah. I uh, That's just such dreadful news, Billy. I'm sure yeah. there's a calendar posted somewhere where all this is known, but when In it theory. gets revealed... To me and the listeners, of course, <laughs> over the radio, yeah. instantly you're like, "Oh, for the how much longer can yeah, we I keep know. this kind of a pace up?" It is. It's kind of weird. So, yeah. But I'm going. And uh, there's some things that I've got to take care of next week as well. But it's kind of nice that I'm going to get that time off. And and I really could use that. I mean, the last two days were wonderful because I got up early, recorded radio, and then mid morning uh, Monday we were trying to get Spencer back to CSU. We got most of the way there, and then they closed the highway. Uh, which was actually a weird thing because, what? yeah, they closed the highway. There was a, a tanker flipped over. And, again, we've talked about this a little bit off air. We did this morning. But my wife is in tune with the universe in a way that I don't ever experience with anybody else. And it sounds weird. She's not She's not psychic. She's not going to read your tarot cards. She's not going to do your auras or anything like that. She doesn't predict the future. But she just is in tune with weird things in the universe. Like, we are driving up there. And and she sits there and she's driving and she says, you know, she goes, I just I feel like I should stop and go to the bathroom. Normally we do it when we get to Fort Collins, we can make it. She goes, I just have this feeling I need to stop and and, and we really should and we get something to drink. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, I know. So we get so on, weird. So no, but so and this is why it's weird. Uh, as we're driving up there, and again, it is a blizzard on twenty five as we're going yeah. north, and so we pull off and we go into uh, Starbucks and we're sitting there and we order and we're talking to the gal behind the. Um, Behind the counter, and we're like, yeah, we're heading up this Fort Collins. She goes, Fort Collins? She goes, no, no you're not. We went, what? She goes, yeah, just like um, two minutes ago, they called us, and there's a tanker that's flipped over, and they've closed down the I-25 I- north and south. And we're like, what? And she goes, yeah, don't get on going north, because your guy's going to be stuck in that for hours. And she was wow. right. Which, again, if my So you wife... avoided getting stuck. You didn't get yes. to get to your destination, no. but you didn't yeah, get we, stuck. We avoided getting stuck. We turned back around. We came back home, so it was okay, stressful. But the idea... That my wife has those little niggling feelings in the back of her mind all the time about, you know what? We should do this. You know what? We should do this. And it freaking works. I mean, when she does it, yeah. it, does she ever have one of those moments where it looks like she's about to faint? Maybe <laughs> no. she touches something and she's like, oh. No. Oh. Yeah. She's like, oh, 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 I can feel. This was once owned by. No, no, none of that. That, that, yeah. see, that would be and, helpful. And, and, yeah. And nothing <laughs> abrupt like Billy Duck and no. all of a sudden some <laughs> no. out of nowhere. Yeah, nothing that helpful either, but just little weird things like that all the time where, I, I mean, you're talking about, um, it, and it's, it's little things too, big things, little things, little things like where she parks in parking lots. A parking lot can look absolutely full, and she's like, I think there's something over there, and there is all the time. I can't park for crap. I'm, I'm, I'm a mile and a half away. And she always seems to find those type of things. And there are little things where the number of times that both myself but friends and family have said, I was just picking up the phone to call you, and she calls or she texts. And um, there's also a really weird thing. This, we, uh, I shared one with you off air. But there's another one where, and this happens somewhat regularly, is I will be, you know, you, you run those, those yeah. trips to the store, the really short ones, the, hey, sure. you need three, four things. Yeah, run, get there. And so I'll be walking through the store, and all of a sudden I'm like, Huh, aluminum foil. Eh, might as well get aluminum foil. 
get aluminum foil. What? I'll walk. I'll walk home. I'll come back home. And she looks at me as I walk in. She goes, "Did you get aluminum foil?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Good." I was thinking. I was thinking about it. I was hoping you'd pick it up. And that happens all the time, all the time. It is ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that we had mentioned off air, I had mentioned off air, yeah, was yeah. could you monetize this? And the way that you find out is. Yeah. You take her to places like a sports book betting place or <laughs> yeah. Vegas, and you just walk her around and just yeah. say, if you get any tingly, spidey yeah. sensations or know. something, let me know, and I've got 50 bucks I'll throw down on. Like, like yeah. stand by the roulette table yeah. and say, yeah. look at this. Anything jump out to you? Does anything yeah. get anything, highlighted yeah, like, exactly. you know, four black or something? And and all of a sudden, you guys are making jillions of bucks. She becomes your Dustin Hoffman yeah, from Rain be. Man. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish. We'll have to try that one. And oddly enough, our oldest son um, has somewhat of that uh, gambling gift. Uh, he is not a gambler, nor is he any good at it. But if he gets online and plays like you know the, the, the fake poker, and especially um, when he plays the one-armed bandits, the slot machines, he cleans up. He cleans up on slot machines, and it makes no sense because there's really no strategy. There's no skill, um, but the slot machines give him money on the regular, and it's ridiculous to watch. There are times in which he will get up, and he'll go like three or four machines, and within three pulls, bling, that one pays off. Gets up, moves to another machine, three pulls later, that one pays off over and over and over. It's dumb. A, a yeah. text yeah. just – Perfectly timed with the conversation. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. is she on athletic betting? I mean, <laughs> I know. everybody I sees your wife for what she is, and that is exactly. a source not to the netherworld, yeah. but to money. I know? wish. And the thing is, I've, I've tried some things about, you know, and, and there are certain things that, that, you know, hey, do you think about this? What about that? No. But there are certain times that she pops up and she'll say things, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, and this is going to happen. But it is, it is remarkably weird, and it happens all the time. The time. It is the one, the thing at the store. That is the one that, that is the weirdest, that is the most regular thing that happens, is that there are times in which I, I just know, or or I'll sit there and I'll be doing something, and I'll sit there and go, oh, I'm going to be, and I, and I just have this inclining of, oh, I should go work, do this, or I need to do but this. But have you ever been wrong? Like, you all of a sudden show up home with a 10-pound bag of yeah. Colorado marijuana <laughs> gummies. Yeah. And she's like, like, what no. are you doing with that? And you're like, you weren't um, yeah, very, channeling that? Very infrequently. Uh, because, again, if I, if I get the feeling, <laughs> if I get the feeling like this, this impulse, I know, I know there's somewhat of a push. And so very infrequently do I have that independent um, type of an idea. But, yeah, it is, it, it's really spooky sometimes. And, and there are numerous, I mean, just lists and lists of things. And just recently, like three weeks ago, uh, a really good friend of her, hers is like, you know, my, and, and a really good friend, was like, you know, my husband was telling me the other day how weird it is that I sit there and I say, you know, I need to talk to Angela. I need to. And then the phone rings and it's you. And, and, and said her husband had mentioned that, like, over the previous two months, that had happened at least five times that he noticed that as soon as his wife starts talking about my wife, my wife calls. They don't text each other or anything beforehand. You know, this happens. seems now I'm starting yeah. to wonder if this just isn't she has put a chip in you. Or something, oh, you know what I mean? She's tracking smart. your thoughts and yeah. your, the words you say, and she just um, pops up. I, I can't explain the truck yeah. thing. It must have been a matter of timing, Billy, because yeah. uh, Trey headed up to CSU. He had oh, planned really? on going yeah. at like 8 or 9 a.m. He didn't end up going until later, yeah. and maybe later than you guys, but he did not report back any like, hey, I sat in traffic for a super long oh, wow. time. In fact, while he was on the road, um, CSU came out and said, I guess we're not going to have school tomorrow. Okay. So I, he probably is in the afternoon because I think they shut everything down 11 ish, 11 30. He got lucky. That. He got yeah. lucky. And yeah. Um,
the, the, speaking of weird, and I do want to just bring this up if you hadn't. I think yeah. you probably know about this, but I just want to do the weather piece first just so folks know. Today is going to be as hot as it's going to be until this weekend. According to uh, the Denver 7 weather guessers, 42 degrees is the high. That creates an opportunity, just a slight one, if you, like me, have failed to shovel for the last couple days. This may be an opportunity to let <laughs> sun do its magic. Uh, not again until Sunday when we're at 48, and then next Monday they say 50. All of these numbers change wildly over the course of days. So who who knows? Maybe more flurries and breezy tomorrow, but we don't know. The thing I was going to tell you, uh, Billy, is it is now public what Stefan Tubes is doing Oh, really? Post 710 KNUS. Do you hey, have an hey. idea? Um, I heard that it uh, something involved in the narcotics industry. Um, my my first thought. Well, that's was, been ongoing. Yeah, my my first thought was he's either quality control or taste tester, or maybe he's in the magic kitchen and he's doing. But but no, I had heard that he's actually going to turn some of his talkie uh, uh, talkie talents into being a uh, spokesperson. He is, for folks that aren't aware, it's now public on social media through something that when I saw the post, I had to go back through the calendar to see if it was April 1st. But it looks like our good friend Stefan Tubes is going to be the public information officer for the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Rocky Mountain Division. We had had Dave Oleski on the other day. I knew then, and I just didn't want to ask Dave because it hadn't been cleared. And I think a lot of this is waiting for the background check to clear. And so for folks that don't know how that works, and I presume it's somewhere in the range of, if not identical to a top secret uh, SCI kind of clearance, maybe not that, that vigorous. But what you're worried about is somebody coming forward and actually telling the truth about you. And then all of a sudden they're like, you're not, you're not a good risk for us. So I think Stefan wanted to keep it on the down low until any of those people weren't found and they decided off from the job. And now it'll be harder to get rid of him, I think, because people will show up and say, oh my God, you hired Stefan. Let me tell you about Stefan. And it's too late. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But congratulations to him. That is a wonderful way to... Uh, again, be gainfully employed, and I think that'll be really good, and he'll be great at the job. I think it's something that, you know, that type of spokesperson thing. Nobody knows, knows drugs like Stefan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's just really. What I like is is he, what I will appreciate from him being his in his time in the media, he understands, one, what the media is looking for. Two, I bet he's going to recognize some of those trap stories and questions much better than some of the other people. Um, which which is kind of an advantage is understanding. And here's the big secret is and when my mom was when, um, my, uh, when my mom was working and doing some interviews and things and I talked to her about it and then how about other people and I've told them listen uh, when you're talking to the media understand those people really aren't that smart. I mean you, you and I work in the media we know so <laughs> to so, all our yeah. friends in the media listening <laughs> present company excluded yes, yes. Of, of course, course of right. course yeah you're you're smart enough because you're listening to the show that excludes you from all this uh, generalization. But yeah, it's like they they, they don't they, they're not given this magic amount of knowledge once they are given the microphone no. and the little you know car and the little bingo card that says they're from the station. So yeah, they're, they're just regular people. No, the, the, some of them are smart and they've done their research, but they're a growing minority. Um, the other thing is, I thought it was bold, maybe a little reckless for Stefan to describe himself as the DEA's Gen Saki. 
Oh yeah, I didn't, that is. I didn't realize why he was going that yeah. direction. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't pick KJP. Yeah, exactly. I am going to yeah. be the Karine Jean Pierre yes. of the DEA. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ooh, it's like, way to set the bar low. <laughs> I will read a lot of things. Yes. I'll shake my head. I'll gesture with my yeah. hand. At the end of the day, you're not really sure if I've made a sentence. Yeah, but, not really uh, sure. It's yeah. all going to be wonderful for the DEA. Th- this former uh, press thing, though, is kind of a big deal. You see more and more of these folks finding their way into these PIO positions. So, for instance, um, the PIO for the FBI, a lot of letters there, was the comms director for me at the DA's office. And prior to that, she was with the Denver Post and has a familiar name to both of us, Migoya. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And she's now with the FBI, which probably works to Dave's benefit, not because it gets him information, but because it keeps him out of the hooskow. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. When, can, <laughs> when, the, when she's in a meeting and they're like, and we're looking at reporter Dave Magoya out of yeah. the Gazette, she can be like, ooh, that, no, that's all yeah, I'm not. He was, no. he was with me. Yeah. He was with me. Was There's with no me. way he was in that pool of blood over there. Um, so congratulations to Stefan. There is life after radio. A lot of folks didn't know that. Some folks just can't continue to com- completely break away. But uh, there is life after radio. Stefan, after 40 years or something like that in radio um yeah, something like that. now in law enforcement and again just saying it out loud you think to yourself am i still sleeping is this bizarre world? i know does he get a badge that's what i'm curious about oh my god i hope not no are they going to train him how to use a gun thing or something oh, like geez. that maybe just give him one of those rubber guns and just say here just uh, you know what luck. i hope somebody talks him into doing a desk pop you know if you ever oh, yeah, saw yeah. the movie with will ferrell and mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, what is it? What was it? The good guys, the right guys, the something yeah, like that yeah, guys. Something like that, yeah. And uh, the desk pop, so he gets stuck with the wooden gun from Michael yes. Keaton to, yeah. to carry around in his holster. Yeah, it's just the wooden gun. That's fantastic. <laughs> Let's get that for him. Can we do that? We need to have yeah. Stefan on the radio, hopefully in person. I mean, he's going to be keeping government hours now, so he doesn't even have to get out of bed till ten. Yeah. Um. So maybe he can roll into the station, and we can have him here. Speaking of rolling into the station, by the way. We were good enough to be able to land an interview, sadly, not in the station, but with uh, Art Acevedo, chief of police for Aurora PD. Yeah, that was nice. nice work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I reached out to him. He was more than happy to to join us. Can't, can't be in studio today, but that sucked when I saw that news. I'm like, oh, man. But I Yep, he, he has given notice, folks, that it's going to be, I think, a week from well, next Monday or something is his last day on the job as the Aurora police chief. He's heading back to Texas to be with his family. Um, we'll talk to him about that in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll get caught up on some Aurora crime stuff. And then he was nice enough, too, by the way, to hook us up with Heather Morris, who was – and I should ask him about this, too. How pissed is Heather Morris? She followed him from Houston to Miami – to Aurora, and now he's like, I'm going yeah. home. Yeah, gotta get <laughs> so home is, she, is she going to go move in with his family? Because yeah. she's going to be the interim chief of police here in Aurora until they figure out who their long-term answer is. Yeah. Um, in many ways, this is kind of that, uh, that scene in Forrest Gump where he's been running across the country for so long, and then he's oh, like, yeah. I'm tired. I want to go I'm home. Done. Yeah, and you're like, Wait, what? <laughs> We're running this marathon with you. We're, yeah, it's it's kind of that way. All which, the people are just lost. Yeah, um, and I feel a little he, lost without him, honestly, too. I mean, that's the thing he, too. Is yeah. Well, I mean, he he'd been quickly a good part of the show and uh, and a and a great guest. 
in terms of the chief of police thing, this is no small matter. And, and, no. and not to diminish any other agency out there, but Aurora is a resurgent city. Like, it is number two in terms of size of the police department, only behind Denver. It is number three in terms of size overall behind Colorado Springs and Denver. But it is on a path to becoming number one across the board. Uh, having a chief of police in place that can keep that great organization moving forward, that's not a small thing, and yeah. that's why I'll be applying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, I feel like I could be the Phil Weiser of the Aurora Police Department. I've never arrested oh. anyone. Hey, you know what I mean? I've never drawn my gun legally and no. pointed it at someone else. I've but, but again, uh, never pulled someone over in a car, but I feel like I could be the chief. I, I feel like you could, too, because, you know, you, I, you've watched a lot of movies about it. And I have. You've read a lot of things. And you I know, read books. Yeah. I know the law. And you know people that have been the police officers, much like when Weiser wanted to be the DA. He he had read a lot of books about what DAs do. He had, He'd he watched had every to, Law & Order episode. Yeah, he, he had talked to he, – he even watched Boston Legal. He was a huge fan of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, and, and so he learned a lot about that, and he talked to a lot of people that were that were trial attorneys and lawyers that did, did things in inside of the courtroom. And so, yeah, I, I think absolutely you can go for this. This is absolutely, I, I support. Yeah, this, I I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. You know, friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of ours, Dustin Zvonik, and Daniel Jarinsky, both on city council. Maybe I just send a quick text. Like, what are the minimum qualifications yes. to be the chief of police? <laughs> and, and make sure you minimum know? is in capitals. Yeah, so they know. And I imagine that there's a grace period to become post-certified. Here's the downside of us continuing to thunder away at yeah. uh, at Professor Phil, and that is uh, that post-certification that the police officer standards and training yeah. is actually housed in his office. So oh. that that could be a challenge. That Nobody knows yeah. how that's going to work that's true. out. But but uh, again, on Taser Day, I think hopefully you ask him to volunteer. You know, when you're testing. <laughs> By the way, that, that yeah. brings up a good a good story. When I was a young prosecutor in Jeffco, um, when tasers were just new and yeah. they haven't been around forever, I don't think the Gen Z folks get that. Yeah. Like the don't tase yeah. me bro thing didn't exactly. exist back in the mid-90s. Not at all. So Arvada PD, some great, great police officers, including a guy named Matt Archuleta, who woulda, coulda, shoulda been the coroner for Jefferson County, but... Uh, Matt and his partner, a guy whose name escapes me, but was a human mountain. I mean, this dude was a giant in a in a police uniform. They came to the office to teach us about tasers. And they go through all these studies and they show us how they're deployed and under what circumstances. And they have this little board that has little light bulbs in it. And they shoot it across the room and it lights up. Because oh, you nice. get however many volts get discharged out of these prongs. Turns out, by the way, shooting those prongs out is not free. Each one of those pulls of the trigger oh, okay. is, yeah, it costs money. So what they prefer to do is to do contact, which is to just put the two probes into you somewhere and click on the little button. It makes a little click, click, click noise, and then that you get lit up. So they, so they <laughs> said, listen, it's one thing to describe to you how temporary the pain is because it's a compliance tool. We want to demonstrate it for you. Now, Matt Archuleta had come up to me beforehand and said, hey, dude, he kneels down next to me while people are filling in. I need you to volunteer to come up and do this. And I looked at him and I'm like, <laughs> we're not we're not that kind of friends. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not, I'm not going to go up there to get tased in front of people. And he's yeah. like, I, I need you, man. I need you to do this thing. So um, it gets to that part of the, the presentation and I hear this. Could we get a volunteer? 
dude named Doug Wamsley, career yeah. prosecutor. I'm sure he's way out of it now. Um, Doug was a former Marine. Doug pops up out of his chair. And the dude was like 100 at the time. Pops up out of his chair and starts walking forward. And now the pressure's on because now I'm like, oh, oh, no. You know, the Marine guy popped up. We had an Air Force vet. That dude up and i'm like no cow so now i've got to be third in line oh, no. to haul butt up yeah. there oh yeah to go do this thing so doug does it the reaction was like i thought he had gone rigid enough you could have laid him down inside a pine box oh, and wow. just closed it i mean that that was his initial reaction air force guy i don't remember but these guys would stand on either side of you to make sure you didn't fall when they yeah, and some yeah. other guy takes the one of the prongs clips it to the top right of your shoulder, let's say, and then to the bottom left by your hip. And uh, and then they pull the trigger after they say, ready. I can't, it's just too hard to describe to you. If anyone out there's ever been tased, you know what I'm talking about here. But when they click that thing, your entire body tenses up in a way that is just, I don't know. You can't explain it. You can't figure how to reproduce it short of grabbing hold of an electric fence or something like that. But as soon as they stop, like three seconds later, he lets go of the trigger, it all goes away. And you're just kind of like, whoo, whoo. I mean, the memory is there, and that's what they're counting on. Once you get tased, you remember. And so the, I don't fall over anything. I, I don't know what I look like when it happens. But then everybody gets in line to go do this. And you could do it in pairs. We had these oh, two wow. women DAs who came up, sat in chairs, and they locked arms. So because electricity loves bodies. And so they clipped it one on one shoulder, one on the other girl's hip, and they both screamed out loud, and then they unplugged them, and everybody thought it was cool. And so here's 30 or something prosecutors going through riding the lightning here with this taser oh, thing. Oh, wow. When I didn't collapse, I turned to Matt, and I go, do you smell burning? <laughs> he, goes, oh, that's right. he goes, that's you. <laughs> go, oh, that's oh okay so now when i watch these videos of guys who are the don't tase me bro guy oh, yeah. it is so impressive that this guy continues to move after having been tased if you remember that video dude's clearly drunk off of his mind maybe there's drugs on board but he's crawling along the ground and they're like stop moving stop moving just stay down stay down and he keeps getting up and saying dude Dude, don't tase me, bro. And they keep doing I'm like, that is so impressive because I would never do it again. In fact, jailers will tell you that when there's trouble in the jails and people are, you know, looks like it's going to go fist to cuffs or get physical or something, the, the uh, jailers will pull out a taser and just if you depress the trigger just a little bit, it starts yeah. to make the kick, 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 yeah. kick noise like it's connecting. He said, you can tell the guys that have been tased or seen people tased because they instantly conform. It's the other guys <laughs> yeah. that haven't. And that's how they self-select to get tased is because they... T <laughs> anyway, just I'm so sorry we went down that, that little path. But oh, I uh, love that. what a great memory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And, 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 and to kind of bring this whole thing full circle, because we started talking about uh, Chief Acevedo, one of the very, very first conversations that we'd had with the chief was, gosh, was it a, I don't remember, was it basketball or football? But it had to do, because he was just coming out of Miami, um, a athletic, a bet between something involving Denver and Miami and the loser was going to get tased live in studio. And the chief is like, hell yeah, I'm in. And then he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not supporting Miami. That place sucks. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And I You're forgot, right. Yeah, I, I forgot what it was. That. But the issue was for me is there wasn't a hesitation 
He's like, oh hell yeah. He goes, I'm in on that one. And and that I'm like, okay, you're you're kind of my people. I, you know, I, we can work with this. It's that, you know what? I, and I once really he steps him. down yeah. as chief, the next time yeah. he's tased, he will have earned it. You exactly. know, it's not going to be anything yeah. fun or part no, of a bed. It will have yeah. been. He just couldn't pay attention to the police. Yeah, I just I, I still uh, love I love the guy that he is the interim chief of police, and he's like, the radio show wants to tase me. I'm in. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> you know what? I love he's your leaving making. Monday. Damn it. He's yeah. leaving uh, Monday. Let me see. What's today? So, yeah, yeah, he's leaving on Monday. We don't have him in studio today. We've, I think we've missed our window. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I don't think we get to taste him. I wonder if he can order the interim chief, his current deputy, Heather Morris, to do the taser, because frankly, I, I'd oh, be absolutely. down with that, too. Oh, because, uh, you know, at least while he's still in charge, it is a command. So he would be hmm. able to do that, you know. Uh, it's a, yeah, I'm bummed. And a lot of folks out there, we'll talk with them about this. A lot of folks out there have like pinged me um, on the on the back channel there and said like, "Oh, what's going on? Why is he?" I'm like, "No, there's honest to God, there's nothing nefarious or or bad about it. It's just guy is so sick of commuting to go see his family, yeah. and they don't want to come up here and live. And I mean, yeah. I get it. They're in Texas. They they love immigrants. I, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, they, I do too. Because and the thing for me is that. Uh, he's like, it's. I gotta make my. I gotta put my family first, and I gotta go spend the time with, yeah. uh, with my son. And I and I appreciate that in on two levels. One, it's difficult that it is this distance relationship. But two, you have to recognize, and this, as you know, as a father, is so difficult. Where if you have the opportunity to have a job somewhere else, that question of picking up your family and moving, what is it going to be like? For those kids. Oh, and, tough. Yeah. Tough. And, and, and should he have dragged the kid to Miami and then come to Denver? He's only been here 13 months. I mean, imagine if if for whatever reason, let's just say that he's here for two years and then he decides to retire, whatever else. But that 24 months, bringing the kid here for two years and then moving again. I mean, that, that is a real disruption. So I have a hell of a lot of respect for him as a parent, making sure that his son was stable in Texas with family and making the enormous effort and time commitment to get back and forth to see him. That 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 is yeoman's That's tough. Work. That's it, so tough. Yeah. We'll ask Art about this too, although he has maybe just a, a passing knowledge of the history. But you know, if you look at Aurora, they went through that long stretch with Dan Oates. Then they got Nick Metz, who was a little bit of a stabilizing force until he popped smoke and left. And now it's just been almost a revolving door. I mean, we yeah. had uh, the chief who was the the girlfriend of the horrible human being who tried to frame Danielle Jurinsky. She's gone. Uh, and then we had Dan Oates back, kind of like bringing Peyton Manning back for a little bit. And then yeah. uh, he moved on. We get Art. We thought we'd found the guy that was long-term. And now Art's leaving. It's going to be Heather. She's going to probably do a great job as the interim. And who knows? I don't know if she has any interest. Did she tell us on the radio she didn't have any interest in being the permanent back then? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think we asked her because it would have been awkward. Like, hey, you want to take his job? It's a weird conversation. And who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a good point. That's a good point. I just can't remember. If we'll we'll ask and see if she is. Uh, we'll ask Art. He'll he'll probably know. But at some point here, they they need to have a chief in place for a full three year stretch, which is yeah, kind of the the going rate for a chief. Um, but but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe there's room at the end for me. I don't know if I can still do the radio and be the chief of police, but that would be pretty awesome. We could do it. Maybe we could do it remotely from inside the squad car. Oh, I like that idea a lot. You know, as we're driving around, That'd and be I'm fantastic. honking at people, yes. and <laughs> screaming out at them, something like, "Yeah, put your yeah. pants back on, you." Yeah, better, yes. Yeah, step in. Not legal, yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a federal job to go to? Yeah, don't you? Yes. <laughs> 
I don't know where your clothes are. I'm on the radio. I'm on Leave the radio me right alone. Now. Stop that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, man, we, you and I missed the ability to talk about so many different things that have taken place from uh, things, the big football weekend, of course, which was oh, yeah. filled with upsets, fr- fantastic upsets. I mean, when you see the Cowboys get beaten like baby harp seals on their own turf by Green Bay, it's just a good day, you know. Oh, and was. then did, did you hear the head coach for uh, San Francisco, Shanahan, yeah. during a, a press conference yesterday says, we shifted our focus to preparing for Green Bay during the second quarter of the oh, game against the Cowboys. Oh, ow, ow. My, my, favorite, my favorite shot was where it was the third Green Bay touchdown. And, of course, they're going to take a shot of Jerry Jones. And he knows that, and he's oh. and he's in his chair. He's in the uh, in the suite, and almost on cue, the camera cuts to him, and he turns around and turns his back on the camera. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, ah, he gets it. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Other it's videos, so, though. Yeah. So good. Other videos. Did you catch some of the videos of uh, Taylor Swift at the Buffalo game? There were some remarkable behind-the-scenes videos that have come out. That I only saw the dancing one. Oh, the dancing one's awesome. The dancing one is awesome. And, and again, I, I am happy to publicly announce, and I have been for a while, I am a Swifty. I, I, I just think she's a wonderful, talented musician. <laughs> You've got musician. the hat wear, too. Oh, I do. I got the hat. I've got, I, have, I have notebooks at home. There are some other T-shirts and things we have. You know, not for me, but the kids have. Um, I just think she's a wonderful entertainer. And even more than that, um, from what I have seen and experienced with people, uh, she's a very good person. And there was some video that was played over the Chiefs-Buffalo game during and after, where at one point she leans out the window and she hands her scarf to someone outside that isn't really dressed for the weather. And gives it to him. It's like, no, 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 oh, here. Come yeah. on. Hands That's them their awesome. Scarf. Yeah, the other one is, now this is a shot. This is a, a shot from, um, well, this is, okay, This I'll go, to, I'll work to that one. The other one is where she's leaving, uh, she's walking through the tunnel um, underneath the stadium, and she's hand in hand with Travis, and she's walking by uh, some uh, dolphin staffers. And these staffers are, they're not like the head coach, the assistant coach. Sure, they're sure. just, yeah, they're just part of the organization. Yeah. They have the, the Dolphins hoodies on. They have the big, you know, pass that says I'm part of the team, et cetera. But they're just the rank and file. And she's walking down, and there's probably five or six of them. And she's like, goodbye. Hope you have a good day. Goodbye. Hope I'll see you later. Goodbye. Hope you have a good night. Good night. Good night. She's saying she's greeting every single one of them as she's walking by. And I look at that and like, interesting. And yeah, and then the other one is this is the one that got me. And this is one where she obviously didn't know she was being filmed. It's she and Brittany Mahomes, but it's during halftime of that Chiefs Buffalo game. And it's someone who's in the suite next to him. And you can see this based on how the angle and how they're shooting it through the glass and reflections, a bunch of other stuff. But Taylor and Brittany during halftime are cleaning the suite. They're they're walking around picking up trash and throwing trash away. What? Yes. Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes walking around the suite. And picking up the trash and throwing it away. It's halftime. Oh, my goodness. I know. You look at that and you're like, if there's any two people inside of that suite that anyone there would not expect to walk around and pick up the trash, it would be Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift. But those are the two people that were doing it. It was remarkable. Taylor Swift has also cleaned up something else, and that is Brittany Mahomes' reputation. And not because she'd done anything wrong. It's just because... She had been getting brutalized for yeah. whatever reason in social media. Completely unfair, I'm certain of it. Yeah. But once 
she becomes buddies with uh, with Tay Tay, yeah. all of a sudden it's like no one's had a better resurgent year than Brittany Mahomes. Yeah. And then I saw something on social media that said um, I can't remember who it was. It said Taylor Swift is killing the NFL, and I thought. You clearly don't understand the NFL, right? Like, my guess is the NFL would pay Taylor Swift to come to games yes, just to have her come to games. I mean, like, she didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to sing. They would throw money at her to do it because she has expanded the fan base for reasons completely disconnected from the sport itself. I mean, I'm sure the NFL is like, yay, please keep coming. Please keep coming. The Chiefs have said their marketing and their sales – has been remarkable now that Taylor is dating Travis. They said, you know where we saw huge double-digit growth in merchandise sales? The women's stuff. They said really? that it has, it has exploded. Really? Yes. They said that all of a sudden now that the Chiefs' women's gear is just you know, hand over fist. They just they can't, they can't buy it fast enough. They said it has been a huge boon for the fan. And the fans and the uh, wow, and the that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that's pretty kinda, cool. I think it's cool. And again, it's there are certain celebrities out there that I am not as huge a fan of, but everybody that has in, been involved with her and dealt with her, I've got a friend that met Taylor and did a radio interview with her when, she, when she was touring for the Red Album back when she was still country. Can you get her on the radio? No, Billy? no to this day, he still gets birthday cards and Christmas cards from Taylor. What? Now, granted, again, it's Taylor's people. So oh, it I'm isn't sure. her. I'm sure. But that's but, so smart. Yeah. But he said that this is back in her country days with the Red Album, and I'm still in the spreadsheet. How does that happen? And he goes, religiously, smart. every birthday, every Christmas, there's a card. And he goes, it's the nicest thing in the world. It makes you feel it is. really Very special. Yeah. I mean, just she gets it. So, yeah. This is a. She could run for office with that because that's one of the things they tell you to be a successful candidate is, you know, all these touches that you make with would be voters. You know, you you keep a little journal or you type some stuff in your phone or whatever and you. You know, you keep reaching back, and I'm like, that is so smart, and I don't do it. I've never (laughs) – I'm not very good at it, and I don't have Taylor Swift's entourage to sit there and make it happen. It's a a super smart, thoughtful gesture. It's really smart. You know what would be smart? Smart would be for us to, like, step aside now, too. It says uh, Taylor Swift wants – this is a texter – wants to portray she's a clean person because she has the biggest carbon footprint of anybody in the country with her private jet. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, the thing for me uh, is, someone I, w- asked... I would get that if she was a huge climate activist, and she's not. I mean, I I get the the hypocrisy of the John Kerry's being the climate minister or, or whatever. Yeah, whatever grief. the hell it is, and then flying on that. Yeah, that that's not Taylor's gig. So I understand, but that's not really what she's doing. But someone, uh, our friend Corey, texted and can Billy ride in the back? I presume that's in the car where we're doing the radio show from. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'd pr- I prefer if here. it was like a backpack, you know, like when you have a little kid, I could just jump in the little backpack and you could carry me around. Uh, <laughs> maybe there's a mini me. <laughs> yeah, that's out what I there need. Where you, yeah, you could be in the little Bjorn or whatever. Exactly. That is. That's what I need. The Billy Bjorn. <laughs> New product. <laughs> Listen, we've uh, done it again. Uh, I think we've. Yeah. Somehow figured out a way to talk hey. through forty minutes. I don't. <laughs> I don't even understand what we're doing. But this is what we miss. This is no knock on James or G yeah. or Kelly. 
Kelly's actually very good at this as well, too. But there's just no knock on the others because they don't have that expectation. They don't have the muscle memory. They don't have all that stuff. When you try to talk to them on air, it's usually because something bad has happened. You know what I mean? Like, can you play that clip or where's that (laughs) guest or something like that? So it's just different. But, you know, I can't blow through 40 minutes of talk time with those guys. Oh, I appreciate it. It means I'm good yeah. at wasting time. Oh, it's definitely not a compliment. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> Thank you. It's just, but I am interpreting I've it properly. No, no idea what we're doing here. I just know that it's different when you're gone in a way that I can't seem to reproduce. I Maybe before you go next week, you can pre-record banter. You know what I mean? And then oh, I can absolutely. just press buttons yeah. you know, and stuff I, like, I can just, this is what Billy yeah, would say. Just some laughs and some, oh, yes, that's that's incredibly intelligent. And yeah. yeah. You that's know what? Good. You could be my recorded Ed McMahon. There you we know go. I, mean? like I, I get that. The great one. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yes some... sir. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Let, let's do this. Uh, let's cut away for a break. I do want to be able to give you some time for the Thorpe Report and you choose the news, especially because it's going to be such a rarity here over apparently over the next week or so. Everybody stick around. It's George Brockler on The George Show, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. Got to give it over to the man. It's time for the Thorpe Report with the BTs. Hey, thank you, sir. And, of course, this Thorpe Report is sponsored by our friends at Lair Fireplace and Patio. If you had not visited Lair Fireplace and Patio before this cold snap, yeah, you're freezing your tuckus off. Get out there. you got to take care of it. They'll take care of you. They'll keep you warm and also make sure that you're outside of the backyard and, and the patio is going to look fantastic during the summer and springtime as well. But right now, they'll keep you warm. Lair Fireplace and Patio making the questionable decision to sponsor the Thorpe Report, but thank you. More than three days of below freezing temperatures culminated with record-tying lows in Denver earlier on Tuesday. A reading of negative 19 is Denver's coldest January temperature since 1963, second coldest overall temperature since 1990. Today, we're expecting a high of 42, tomorrow high of 40, and then 30 degrees on Friday. As we talked about earlier, Aurora Interim Police Chief Art Acevedo is leaving the job after only 13 months. Elsewhere, the Club Q shooter has pleaded not guilty to more than 70 federal charges, including hate crime acts and firearms violations. Um, This is an awful piece of news. Uh, At the National Western Stock Show, a bareback bronc rider was seriously injured Monday afternoon. 19-year-old rider Austin Bruderson rushed to Denver help after he was stomped by the horse that he was riding. Yeah. Um, Witnesses say that his hand got caught in the rigging and he wasn't able to free himself. He was knocked unconscious. And that's when he fell down in the horse stomped on him. He was bleeding heavily. Uh, He is in serious condition, transported to Denver Health. He's there at a level one trauma center. So they're getting the best uh, care. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Grand County Sheriff's deputies helped to rescue several motorists who'd become stranded in deep snow because of their uh, geolocation maps. Uh, the idea of Google Maps and everything else. We're telling people to drive to the wrong place and bury themselves in into the snow. You yeah. know, I've run into that, too. I love the idea of Google saying, turn left into this lake, and people yes. just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like, oh. Google said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The computer voice told me to, so why not? Uh, also, Denver City Council approved $88.5 million to purchase the former Denver Post building downtown. And people cleaning out a recently sold house in the Grand Junction area called the Mesa County Sheriff's Office after they found... A possible dead body. So, yeah, it's being investigated as a homicide. That's all I got. That's all the news we have so far. Back to you, I just can't. Do you get a refund on the house? Do they give you a discount? Do you give it back? Yeah. You didn't advertise the dead body? Or do you owe them more because, you know, you actually have a previous resident and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) You have a renter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Billy, thanks for racing through that. Alexa tells (laughs) us we hit our historic mark of 44 minutes. 
after the hour for a break. Yeah, That's yeah. incredible. We're going to have to keep one hour. We'll push through the whole thing, but it won't be this hour because we need to cut away for a break and get back to you. Choose the news. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Oh, I'm here. George Brocko back with you here, 710 KNUS. Let's get it over to the big man for You Choose the News. Ah, uh, yes, sir. It is that time of the morning where we play everybody's favorite fake radio news game show, You Choose the News. We have scoured the interwebs. Well, it's really been a couple of weeks for me for dumb stories to add stupid headlines to to play this fake radio news game because the people in charge have no idea we are wasting time this way. So, shh, don't tell. All righty, sir. Here are your headlines. Won't someone think about the criminals? Headline number two. Maybe don't fly for a while. Headline number three, now that's unconditional love. And headline number four, I think we've seen this movie. Your choice, sir. Criminals, given our next guest. Yes, won't someone think about the criminals? Canadian police have warned people that if you are taking those ring doorbell camera videos and posting them online, no, 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 you cannot do that because it might violate the privacy of the porch pirates. Yes, the Canadian police are worried what? that we would violate the privacy of the individuals that are stealing stuff off of your porch. And so you cannot post those videos to publicly shame them. How can I coming onto my property be yeah. an act of privacy? I know. And taking my stuff. I know. But they're saying you can't do it. So <sighs> on Canada. Oh, I know. That's why Canada's lame. All righty. Maybe you don't fly for a while. This is unconditional love or think we've seen this movie. I think we've seen this movie. I think we have, especially if you're in Florida. We know that in Florida there's more than 40 invasive species to worry about. Some of them, the zebra mussel, the red swamp crayfish, are somewhat smaller but problematic. However, you might have seen this movie. Maybe soon we're going all Planet of the Apes. There is a problem that could, es- that could escape uh, some science facilities in Florida. A specific type of crab-eating macaw or macaque uh, monkey. It's a macaque monkey, and the problem is it's being used in science experiments by the hippies down there with the white coats. And they're testing a lot of things because the biology is very, very close to human biology, Um, meaning that some of the stuff the monkeys can get sick with, they can pass it to us, including several very dangerous versions of STDs. Um, And that can jump across. What they're worried about is if we get a hurricane, just like back in the early 90s when a lot of the big giant snakes escaped, same thing. You get a hurricane, these monkeys get loose, you got wild monkeys, and it's not going to be good. And it could be one of the most dangerous invasive species they can face in in the state, plus the deadly herpes. I saw right. something like that. Yeah, um, I think it was in college. Um, after that, sir, uh, maybe don't fly for a while. Or this is unconditional. Don't fly love. for a while. Maybe don't you shouldn't fly. fly for a while. The Gambian national football team has suffered a horrendous emergency on their oh, route no. to the Africa Cup of Nations. Now we've heard recently that things are just falling off of the planes. Well, in this one, they didn't have any oxygen. They got Whoa, into the what? air, and their oxygen supply was not sufficient for them to make the flight. So they had to make an emergency landing. Here's the thing that really worries me. Why I'm saying maybe you don't fly for a while. When they're getting off the plane, none of little oxygen masks had fallen from the ceiling. You know, you got little <laughs> own, none of them. It's perfectly fine. They're getting off, and they're sitting here going, these guys could have suffocated to death. They could have died. What, what about the little cup thing? We're supposed to- <laughs> Somebody's trying oh, well. to kill the Gambian exactly. soccer team. Exactly. All righty, sir. you got 15 seconds. Back to you. Listen, stick around. We're going to have a chief for the moment, Art Acevedo from Aurora on George Brockler, 710 KNUS.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.